great Odin's raven. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Hello and welcome to the FilmPulse.net podcast, episode number 21. My name is Adam. Today I'm joined by Kevin. Yes, you are. How are you? I'm well. Doing well? Yeah. I'm doing pretty good too. Alright. Today we're going to be talking about some new releases including Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and Brave, as well as going over some of this week's film news, including a segment we call Not the Bees. And as always, we will be highlighting some new Blu-ray deals on Amazon and making our predictions for this week's opening films. But first, before we talk about what we've been watching, I just want to give a quick teaser for next week. I had the opportunity to interview screenwriter T.S. Nolan, who wrote the upcoming and very hush-hush Charlize Theron film Agent 13. Ooh. So make sure you tune in next week for that. Let's talk about some of what we've been watching. I think I'll kick things off this week. I saw two very, I guess you could say, controversial comedies. Uh, I think the key word with them is irreverent. Ooh. I think that's a, that's a word that's being thrown around. The first one's from, uh, it's a Danish film called Clown. Now, this was just picked up by Drafthouse Films, and it's set to come out in july but you can it it came out on dvd a while ago in denmark and it's actually based on a tv show called clown that's the english translation and it's sort of a cross between curb your enthusiasm and the hangover that's how i would describe it okay the plot i'm reading i just read the plot here and it sounds like that uh marty plus movie uh, true Adolescence sounds like the same exact thing. Um, if you saw that movie, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, you shouldn't. So no good. No good. <laughs> uh, it's well, Clown is very. I liked it a lot. I have the review up on the site, so you can read my thoughts in a little bit more detail. But it was so over the top and ridiculous, much like the next movie I'm going to talk about, but. It, the things that they can get away with over there are <laughs> very interesting, to say the least. This movie would not be made in America. No way. There's just no way. Because it is, it's raunchy, but it's like almost illegally raunchy. <laughs> so it's basically about this guy who finds out that his girlfriend is pregnant. And she has no faith in him being a father whatsoever, and she doesn't plan on keeping the baby. And he wants her to keep it, and he wants to prove that he can actually be a good father. So he decides to essentially kidnap his nephew and take him on this camping trip, this canoe trip, with him and his buddy. And as you might expect, things go horribly awry. It's sort of a road trip movie but completely out of control. And when I say it's it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm, I believe a lot of it's probably ad-libbed. The way that the movie's actually shot, it almost looks like that documentary-style feel that Curb Your Enthusiasm has, where it's like a lot of handheld work and stuff. Yeah. And just the dialogue just 
the way that this guy just gets into these ridiculous situations and he tries to get out of them and he tries to make it better, but it just makes it worse and worse, much like Larry David. So that one I highly recommend. I think I gave it a seven and a half. It is very, there's a lot of gross out stuff in it, but there's a lot of dialogue based humor as well, which is what I, that's what I really like. Yeah. Highly recommend that one. And I also saw Bindle Stiffs. Now, this is the Kevin Smith Smodcast Pictures. I believe this is their first uh, movie that they're going to be releasing. It's out on On Demand, so you can check it out. Absolutely hilarious. This was made by two high schoolers, and they also star in it. And it is so funny and so over the top. The things that you see in this movie, you just can't believe you're watching. It is completely outrageous. Mm, which one's more outrageous, Bindle Stiffs or Clown? Well, they're both outrageous in their own way. I would, uh, I would say maybe Bindle Stiffs, just because it's high school kids. Okay. But I don't know. Overall shock value, I would definitely say Clown. The mm. end of Clown is... <laughs> It's like one of those things where it's like, they're not going to show that. Oh, they show it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just very, very shocking. <laughs> let's, just say, let's just say his nephew, terrible things happened to, to this kid. And <laughs> we get to see the outcome. I also saw a movie called Some Guy Who Kills People. <laughs> that's wait that's the name yes. some guy who kills people kevin corrigan's in it yeah that's yes. the only that's the only reason i'm i'm even mentioning it because goon from yes gallows buffalo 66 is in it and he was also in that terrible what was that show called grown-ups or something or grounded for life grounded for life is that what it was yeah yeah he was in that show this he's is also in some, Pineapple Express. Yeah, 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 Pineapple Express. He was in, I mean, he was in some good stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like him. And like I said, that's the only reason I oh. mention him. But Barry Bostwick's in it, too. And he's just, really funny. I was just going to say, Leo Fitzpatrick is in it as well. Yes, Leo Fitzpatrick's in it. He plays um, a friend of Kevin Corrigan. This is a just a low-budget horror comedy. It's really not... I mean, maybe like on a rainy Sunday or whatever might be worth watching. <laughs> I wouldn't pay a lot of money to rent it or anything. Yeah. But it was okay. It wasn't. I think that the budget limitations really brought it down. Like a lot of the gore effects and stuff looked awful. And mm. there were like some fight scenes and stuff. And the choreography looked horrendous which is which always bothers me because i mean how hard is it to choreograph a fight apparently pretty hard because a lot of movies don't get it right well i understand you know like martial arts movies now that takes some skill to choreograph this but just like choreographing like a fist fight yeah come on really is it that hard i mean there's nothing there's really nothing uh there's no intense fight scenes. It's more like wrestling over a gun in this movie or, you know, whatever. It's, it's like I said, it's not really 
worth watching. It's not very good. But if you're into horror movies, you might enjoy it. But I'm really into horror movies, and I found it to be barely tolerable. That's sad to hear. I really like yeah. Kevin Corrigan. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, I also saw Extraterrestrial. This is also on demand. This is a lot different than what I thought. I it's, knew that would happen. Yeah, that would be expected. This is by the same director that did Time Crimes, which that the more I think about Time Crimes, it's quickly making its way up on my list of favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie is so good. If you haven't seen Time Crimes, check that out. Just incredible. Um, Extraterrestrial doesn't live up to that, but it yeah. is still good. Okay. And if you turn it on expecting to see an alien movie, you're not. You're not going to see an alien movie. Uh, basically, it's it's about this guy who wakes up in this girl's apartment. I guess they went out heavy night of drinking. He ended up spending the night at this girl's house. He wakes up. He's not exactly sure how he got there or what happened the night before. And then the guy's, uh, the girl's boyfriend comes home. And it's sort of about the three of these people trying to figure out what exactly is going on because there's a giant UFO in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) And they have to, they're instructed by the government to stay in their apartment. So they can't really go anywhere, but they, they leave and get supplies and stuff. But it's not about the aliens at all. It's more about the, the resulting situation that they're all put in. Could it be more of a metaphor as the one character is sort of an alien invasion into their relationship? Uh, Could they be going for that? I don't know. I didn't see it. Not really, but there is there are several twists near the end, so I can't divulge a lot about mm. what happens. Because to me, it just seems, like I said, I did not see this movie, but judging from what I've read about it and the trailer and everything, it seems like it's more about the, the three of them, sort of like a, like a human or like a character study almost with a backdrop of a alien invasion. Exactly. Just for that's kicks. A, that's exactly what it is. I mean, the reason that they, the alien invasion is there is to kind of keep them all together. And yeah. it, it's really good. Uh, it's funny as you might expect from the director of time crimes, it's got a, a very strange sense of humor about it and it's definitely worth a rental. It's on demand. So check that out. Yes. I will probably be giving you my thoughts next podcast because I can't wait to see this movie. So we'll talk about it a little bit more. I also saw brave Abraham Lincoln and seeking a friend for the end of the world. But I think we'll talk about that in just a bit. So what have you been watching? Uh, I finally finished that over three-hour German sci-fi movie. World on a Wire? World on a Wire from 1973, directed by Rainer Werner Fassbinder. Now, I read that this was actually a a TV movie. It was in like two parts, right? Correct. Now, did you, when the one that you saw, was it just one 
part or was it separated? No, it was both parts, which was weird because, you know, I got it from uh, Netflix and it's out on Criterion and they sent me two discs at the same time. And I was like, what is this? Why do I have two discs? And then I found out that it was a two-parter. And what did you think? Fantastic. Very good. Fantastic. Yes, very good. Very well written, well constructed. Um, Really good storyline to it. Because I realized after watching Prometheus, because before I went to see Prometheus, I was like, "Ah, I'm not really into sci-fi that much. But then after watching Prometheus, I realized I am actually into sci-fi. I just like sci-fi that's very well constructed. Moon comes to mind. Yes. Those types of sci-fi movies I love. Did you ever see 2001 A Space Odyssey? Yes, but I don't really remember anything from it. Which brings me to my other point. I made a list recently of movies that I have to watch by the end of the year. And that is on the list. Giving yourself an ultimatum. I actually just watched... I actually just watched 2001 A Space Odyssey like two years ago maybe for the first time ever oh yeah and i wasn't i thought that it was incredible as far as the special effects for it for its time yeah but i didn't think it was like the best movie ever made or anything yeah i have that on my list and another sci-fi classic uh solaris the russian sci-fi movie. the original Solaris. yeah yeah i need to see both of those by the end of the year I haven't seen the original or the remake, actually, but I heard that it's very dry. Yes, it's very slow, as is World on a Wire. I mean, it's over three hours long. But like I said, very well constructed. It's about, uh, in the future, there's a a company that's working with the government that created a supercomputer called the Simulacron, which essentially is sort of like virtual reality, but yet they built like an actual world inside the computer, just like yeah. their world. So they can simulate certain things, you know, to, uh, to make certain decisions, you know, whether um, like the main thing is what are their transportation needs in the coming few, in the coming years? So they sort of simulate that to try and predict what they need to do in the real life. You know, they, they get like the steel companies want to do um, certain simulations to find out what's best for them profit wise. And that's sort of what they use this supercomputer for. But then it turns into much, much more than that. Hmm. Might have to check it out. Yes. Very good. What else you got? Uh, well, I also saw Seeking a Friend, but we will talk about that in a little bit here. Um, I finally got around to seeing the King's speech. <laughs> What'd you think of that? I was not interested in this movie whatsoever. That is why I'm just now watching it. It was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it makes me wish that I would have saw it back then. I saw it much later as well. But I liked it. But I didn't think it was like mind-blowing no, and, no. and 25 Oscars, anything like that. Well, I mean, I did... I love the cinematography in it. Sort of like the color palette that they used for the movie was fantastic. Uh, the sets and the scenes were fantastic. Plus, I thought Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush gave fantastic performances. Yeah. Everything else was just sort of like background stuff. I agree. It's just more of those two. And I, I, I learned... 
I learned a little bit. Stuff yeah. I didn't know. So did I, but I think I probably forgot it all by now already. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just forgot everything. Yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't now. It won't stick Couple with weeks you. From, no, because the, one of the main things that I have no interest in whatsoever is like the British monarchy. Yeah. I could care less. And I don't understand why people care so much and follow it. The royal really? family. Give me a break. <laughs> why? They definitely followed that wedding. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, exactly. Why? Who cares? Why do you care about the British royal family? I don't did know. We, did we not fight wars against them? <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're like following their every move. But I'm looking forward to... Uh, Tom Cooper's next movie. Isn't he doing the Les Miserables? I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Correct. Plus, that trailer looked pretty good. And I'm not even interested in Les Miserables. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I, th- I think the trailer, it looked, visually it looked good, but I am not into the musical. Well, that's going to be the only reason I'm going to see it. Because I just want to see if he can follow up the visuals from the King's Speech with Les Miserables. Because with the King's Speech... I wasn't going in expecting to see fantastic visuals about a soon-to-be king that has a speech impediment. Yeah, the the room that they practiced in was. Yes, I, I really love the look of that room. I know. I want that. I don't even. I, it wasn't wallpaper. I think it was just like a mold pattern. But I want that in my house, minus the mold, <laughs> if that's what it was. Yeah, because they were probably being poisoned. Probably. <laughs> practiced but i did remember which i sort of forgot about is that i had a speech impediment and i actually had speech therapy when i was in elementary school <laughs> which this movie made me remember nice. i had it with uh josh hake it was me and josh hake <laughs> i still have problems with s's s's huh occasionally here and there like sunshine is a very hard word for me to say hmm interesting yeah so it unearthed some things for me, <laughs> which is I compressed memories. Yeah, huh? Like I completely forgot that I had speech therapy as a kid. Nice. Let's talk about some news. We got a bunch of trailers that came out this week that I wanted to mention. First up, we have the VHS trailer. Now, if you haven't seen this, this is actually an anthology movie. It's by five. It's five short stories by five different directors. They're all horror movies, and they're all found footage. This looks amazing. Being a huge horror guy, I'm extremely excited about this. There's a lot of great directors involved with it, like Ty West, which is one of my favorite up-and-coming directors. The movie looks completely horrifying, and it seems like what they're doing to bookend it is going to be kind of cool. And I'm hoping, I'm sure that they're going to tie them all together somehow other than the bookend segments. But I'm very excited for this. Very excited. Yeah. I have to say, I really like the idea of this. Just sort of like how to set up an omnibus film like this. I, I like the way that they're doing that. Not just, you know how they usually do it, where it's just like, here's separate stories. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. But they're actually trying to tie them together. And I'm interested to see how they do it. Yeah, you know, how, like, how they tie together all of them at the end. 
from what I've read and from what I know, the the premise is that these guys get I don't know if they do it like on a dare or or what, but they get tasked with breaking into this old house and finding this specific VHS tape. But when they get there, they find a whole box of tapes. So they go through and start watching them. And each tape is one of the movies that we see in the movie. Yes. That and sounds looks, fantastic. And it looks like there's going to be, I mean, everything, it looks like they're going to be covering the whole genre. So there's going to be serial killers, vampires, monsters, ghosts, like everything. They're going to be just covering the whole gamut, which I'm very excited about. I think that it's going to be awesome. Sounds fantastic. And that comes out on demand in August. And I think that it's going to hit theaters in October with a limited run, of course. Mm. It better come here because there's nothing more than I like and go into the movie to see theater to see our horror film. Because not only do you get to see the horror film, but you get to see the crowd's reactions. Oh, yeah. I- I'm Which really, is really hoping that it comes out in theaters around here as well, but I don't think it will. We also have the Taken 2 trailer. I know you have no interest in this whatsoever. <laughs> nope. I-, I was actually... I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was it was really good really solid action movie and that was kind of the kickoff with Liam Neeson I mean that's when he kind of just from that point he just did nothing but crazy action movies yeah America spoke Liam Neeson then delivered I think everybody was surprised with the success of Taken I think the studios were surprised I think everybody was but the trailer for Taken 2 looks decent however I heard rumblings that it was going to be he gets kidnapped, he and his wife gets kidnapped, and his daughter has to find them, which when I heard that, I was like, no, <laughs> that's <laughs> the worst idea ever. But uh, That sounds like a letdown. It, from judging from the trailer, it doesn't necessarily look like it's going to be like that. So I, I really don't know. Well, I hope not, because, I mean, that's just, that would be completely stupid. Because that's essentially the studio going, okay, so with the first Taken, everyone loved Liam Neeson as an action hero and him kicking ass. So what we're going to do is we'll have him get kidnapped and have his daughter try and save him. Yeah. <laughs> like, just take out everything that people loved. In the trailer, we do see his wife get kidnapped. So we know that that happens. But the thing that I didn't like about the trailer was, you know how... In the first take, and I don't know how much you know about it, but there's like the the big scene, I guess, was when he calls his daughter and says, listen carefully, you know, you're, you're going to be taken. Yeah. I need you to do, you know, when he, well, the exact same thing happens in this one. Where he's uh. like, listen carefully, your, your mom is about to be taken. This is what you need to do. And then yeah. there's another really cheesy line where he's like, I think somebody asked him, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to do what I do best. Oh, jeez. Kill people. <laughs> he doesn't say kill people, but it's implied. Uh, that's, a, that's a strength. Yeah. We, the um, teaser trailer for Pixar's Monsters University came out. I loved Monsters, Inc. It was one of my favorite Pixar movies. 
this teaser just gives us a little, little hint of what we're going to be getting. It's a prequel. It's not a sequel. It actually takes place when they were in college. It looks like it's going to be funny. I'm sure it's going to be great. I don't really have anything more to say about that. <laughs> it looks <laughs> awesome. Go see it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's Monsters, Inc. Come on. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. The only other trailer that I wanted to mention, or the only other bit of news, I don't have any regular news. I guess we could mention that Charlie Sheen's going to be the president and Machete Kills. (laughs) I I do have one piece of news that I'm somewhat, I don't know, somewhat excited to see. Go ahead. Because it's it's a story that's tailor-made for a movie, which will, you know, this, I hope, I hope this movie will show people that the blind side was crap. But uh, Casey Affleck has been picked to direct a Josh Hamilton biopic, which mm-hmm. you probably don't know who Josh Hamilton is. He's a baseball player. He currently plays for the Texas Rangers, and he is like completely unstoppable. But back in 1999, he was drafted first to number one pick overall by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, signed like a $4 million dollar contract but uh messed up his back got addicted to painkillers and then started like smoking crack and doing all sorts of other drugs so his life completely fell apart in and out of rehab and all that stuff and then finally gets back into baseball again cleans himself up and then turns into like one of probably the best baseball players playing right now where he's pretty much completely unstoppable now, the only problem, which I don't know if they're going to put, if it's just going to deal with the first half, with like everything that I just said about his career, mm-hmm. but um, what happened last year, because over the off season he was spotted drinking again, and everyone was worried that he was slipping back into it, and that's because of, which I think, I could be wrong, but during the season last year, he threw a baseball to a father, because the father's son favorite player was Josh Hamilton. And as the guy tried to reach out and grab the ball, he fell to his death at the stadium. And yeah. So, you know, the kid standing there and watches his dad fall to his death, trying to catch a baseball from his favorite player, which makes me think that's why he might have like slipped back in a little bit. I mean, if that doesn't, yeah, that that's terrible. You know what I mean? If that doesn't deserve a drink or two, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll go into that aspect. I think it's probably just going to be mainly about him being drafted and then getting in the drugs and then his comeback story. I'm sort of, I, I would like to see that. I mean, Casey Affleck is a pretty good director. Yeah. So I'd like to see what he uh, what he does with this. The new Argo trailer came out this week as well. The Ben Affleck directed movie. And that looks pretty good. I'm actually excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, based off of... Uh, it's a true story. And it's crazy. It's just a crazy idea of... So we have these people that were trapped in Israel, right? Was it Israel? Mm. Iran. In Iran. And I think it was like six people got trapped in Iran. We had to get them out. And the way that they came up with was to make a pretend movie and say that they're part of the film crew. 
<laughs> and it really happened. I mean, how crazy is that? <laughs> and I don't know anything about the story. And I haven't looked anything up on purpose because I, I want to see the movie. And then after I see the movie, I'll look and find the real yeah, story. But Yeah, that's how, that's how I like to do it, too. Just watch the movie and then afterwards be, you know, look it up and actually do research on it. You don't want to go in knowing too much. Right, exactly. So, uh, I do have one, not the bees. So not let the me bees. let me go ahead and just play this little clip. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, they're in my eyes! Oh, they're in my eyes. Uh, this is where we kind of highlight some of the worst news of the week, and my my uh. pick is maybe a little bit of a controversial one, but. The Dread trailer came out this week, and I think it looks terrible. I think it looks... the. I will give it this. It looks nice as far as visuals. They. It looks like they're going to do a lot of really cool-looking slow-motion stuff. But when you look at the plot, it's impossible to read the plot and not think, oh, this is the raid. Basically, Judge Dread has to infiltrate an apartment building that's owned by drug dealers and make his way up the levels to the top. It's the exact same as the raid. It it looks like the plot is the raid and then the drug that they're selling is the drug from the first Max Payne game. Or yeah. not not the drug, but I mean Max Payne's power. Slow-mo. Slow-mo. Yeah, the drug's called slow-mo. Now... Carl Urban is playing Judge Dredd, who I like him. I liked him in Red. I liked him in Star Trek. I pretty much like him in everything I see, but the problem with this trailer, at least, is that he does the sort of like the Christian Bale Batman voice, where he kind of alters his voice, and he's like, I'm Judge, Jury, and Executioner. Oh, God. And just in the trailer alone, there was like, three or four really, really cheesy lines. I mean, I'll probably still go see it. Hope yeah. that it's good, but it doesn't look very good at all. I think it looks pretty terrible. Well, it looks it's directed by Pete Travis, the guy that did uh, Vantage Point. Yes, that's right. Which was disappointing. I didn't even see it. <laughs> so I saw half of it. That's how disappointing... Well, disappointing meant that I had expectations going in, so maybe disappointing isn't the correct word for it. Just shit, maybe? Yeah, shit. Shit works better. (laughs) But did you also see, maybe I do have another not to bees, Uh, did you see that they're going to make a The Metal Men? They're going to adapt that into a movie? (laughs) DC Comics is apparently working with Warner Brothers on a Metal Men movie. Holy shit. How? Is it Metal yeah. Man or Metal Men? Metal Men. It's a couple of them. You know, I, you, got, I don't even... you got the tin guy, the gold guy, iron. Um, <laughs> what the hell? I forget I'm, what the other ones are. Lead. Is I'm, a lead? Big, I'm a big comic book guy, and I never even heard of them. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, how deep are we going to go into these comic books? Well, there's so many. There's so many that they can make that aren't obscure. It sounds like one of those obscure characters that they made in the 60s. 
but yeah, I mean, we still don't have a Flash movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, because they completely fucked that up. They should have made Ryan Reynolds the Flash to begin with. Yeah. I think Ryan Reynolds would have played the perfect Flash, and instead they make him the Green Lantern, which, I mean, he, he was fine. The movie was a nightmare, but Ugh. I'm actually excited for the Ant-Man movie. Edgar Wright. Yeah, I mean, if you get the right director, I'm pretty sure that the Metal Men are <laughs> not going to get the right director. <laughs> Oh my god, the Metal Man. Metal Uh, Man. Let's go over some Amazon deals, shall we? Let's. To get these incredible deals, just go to our site at filmpulse.net and either click on the Amazon banner, shop as you would normally, or click on the store link and check out some of our favorites and what we've been watching and all that. So first up we have the American Blu-ray. This is the George Clooney movie, 926. I have a confession to make. I never actually saw that. So You never saw The American? No. It's pretty good. I heard Enjoy. it was good. Yeah. Then we have Stargate Blu-ray 596. 596 on Blu-ray for Stargate. Holy I, shit. <laughs> I have a feeling now, when I was young, I loved Kurt Russell. He was like my favorite <laughs> actor when I was a kid. And I loved Stargate. I thought that he was so awesome in Stargate. I have a feeling if I went back and watched it now, that that might be coming up on a future episode. Yeah, I was gonna say this is your perfect opportunity. It's only five ninety six. Yeah. Shit. Next thing you know, they're just gonna start mailing them to people. <laughs> Can't give these things away. <laughs> it's Stargate. And we have Breaking Bad season one, twelve ninety nine. So, well, if you haven't caught up on. Breaking Bad for the new season, which is about to start. Now's your chance. Twelve ninety nine. Which is the TV show for me that completely fizzled out. I was so into it, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, I don't care anymore. When did you stop watching, though? Did you did you watch all of them up until now? No, I started not caring when he. I can't even remember when he started using the facility that was like underneath the. I don't even know the dude's name. The guy that was like part Gus. of the yeah when he started working for Gus and like the high tech chemical plant that he built for him and all that shit. I just I think it was like season three maybe. Yeah, just like halfway through that, I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, I highly recommend you picking it back up, checking out season <laughs> four. It, we'll see, dude. Game it, Game of Thrones owns my life now, so <laughs> and I'm just patiently waiting for that. Okay. Uh, finally, we have Saving Private Ryan for thirteen ninety nine. Wow, is that so, Blu-ray? Blu-ray, yeah. These are all Blu-rays. Ooh, thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, that, that's a movie I would like to see in Blu-ray. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen that on Blu-ray, so I think I'm gonna pick this one up. So, uh, let's move on and talk about some of the big releases this week. Now, you only saw Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, so I'll get the other two out of the way first. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, disappointment. <laughs> disappointment. Well, that's what, and I told you, we talked about this on an earlier podcast where we were talking about do critics uh, sort of sway your decision on seeing a movie, which they don't for me, but they do for my wife. So when she saw, I think she read about like four or five reviews, and they were not good reviews. So she decided, no, we are not going to see Abraham Lincoln. 
And I of course, would. I don't I don't go to the movie theater by myself because that's just weird. Well, uh, do I you have you ever gone to the movie theater by yourself? I went once. Once? Went How once. was it? It was weird as shit, wasn't it? It was weird, but I mean, if I gotta, you know, if I gotta review a movie or whatever, I'll I'll go see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's obviously not an ideal situation, but. <laughs> It's just it's so weird. I can't do it. Yeah, it was it was disappointing. We gave it I had Chad review it on the site and he he liked it more than I did. He, I think he gave it a 6 out of 10, but for me it was probably more of a 5. The the big problem with it was that it didn't know what it wanted to be. It mm. took itself too seriously most of the time, but they also sprinkled in little bits of humor but it wasn't enough for it to go like the other way and just have it be fun. Yeah. And there was one scene in particular involving wild horses that was completely over the top and ridiculous and it didn't fit the rest of the movie. (laughs) And I understand that it's based off of the book and it probably worked in the book because you're reading it and you can visualize it, but to actually see it, it doesn't work at all. And the action scenes were good, but I would only say the action scenes probably in the second half of the movie. In the beginning when he's just learning how to kill them and first becoming a hunter, the action scenes were really, really close up and they used a lot of shaky camera and you couldn't really tell what was going on. It was all really fast. And that I didn't like. I hate shaky cameras during fight scenes i've said it before and i will probably bitch about it again but it is awful they do i mean it's not all bad it is still a fun movie to watch visually looks incredible this is definitely this director's weakest movie i'd say probably i thought wanted was better and i thought night watching Oh, that reminds me. How do you pronounce that? You're not, you're not getting away. You're not getting away without trying to say Timur Bekmembetov. Bekmembetov. Nice. Yeah, that's terrible. I think that's probably one of the, the toughest. One of the toughest. I still think the guy that did Uncle Boo Me is the toughest yeah, director definitely. name ever. Definitely. So, unfortunately, it just didn't live up to my expectations for it Mm -hmm. it's still cool to see in the theater i think as far as summer movies but this summer's been a disappointing summer for me i mean i was so excited for all these movies because we have a ton of movies that i I was excited about and so far nothing blew me out of the water except for the avengers yeah i have to agree i've been and I, I mean, I haven't seen this movie, but I'm pretty sure the way that you described it, it would be a disappointment for me. And like you said, I've been so excited for numerous movies, and pretty much all of them have let me down, except for Moonrise Kingdom. Which we're which, not to talk about. I'm which still I'm about. just... Are you getting it next weekend? I don't know. It's not listed yet. Oh, so. it's playing here next weekend. At well, Penn maybe. Cinema, so that's... I would imagine you're getting it then. Maybe I don't know because that's like our that's our big movie theater here. I'll have to look at the site because they they have like updated theaters on on the uh, Moonrise Kingdom site. So 
Because I want to talk about it so bad. Uh, yeah, well, it, hopefully soon. can't believe I have, like, a gag order against me. <laughs> You're embargoed. I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, I saw Brave as well. I'm a pretty big fan of Pixar movies. I like most Pixar movies I see. The only ones that I either haven't seen or didn't like were the Cars movies. That just, I don't... I don't know why they make those, but... Well, let me tell you. I have a nephew, so I've seen Cars probably like 34 times. Yeah. That was one of those movies that kids just got hooked on. Oh, my God. I remember one day I watched that, I think, three times in one day. Yeah, I'm just not into that. I'm not into that. But all the other ones. I mean, I loved Up. I loved WALL-E. I loved Monsters, Inc. Uh, Finding Nemo, I didn't like too much but i did toy story 3 uh was incredible when that came out i had no expectations because i didn't particularly like the second one that much but the third one it just yeah third one was awesome it amazed i was amazed at how good that movie was but uh, again pretty much i pretty much agree because i think finding nemo for me too was that was sort of a disappointment i wasn't I, I i didn't dislike it i just didn't I wasn't into it. I mean, the bar's been set so high with Pixar. And see, that's what I talked about in my review for Brave. Um, with Brave, it's more of a traditional Disney fairy tale. And I think a lot of critics are throwing the word safe in quotes around, mm. saying that it's a safe movie from Pixar, in that there's not as much metaphor involved there's not as much you know uh symbolism with the themes of brave and i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing especially in the case of this movie i liked the movie quite a bit i thought it was the animation was i mean every time they come out with a new movie it's like they raise the bar it was so good and the people at pixar they hand create they they hand animate everything you know using their equipment and stuff so it's not like it's motion capture or any kind of stuff like that i mean it looks so good particularly the hair in this movie they how however they did the hair <laughs> looked <laughs> incredible and it, it's funny to say that if you haven't seen the movie but if you have you'll be like fuck yeah the hair dude the hair <laughs> Uh, I'm watching it for the hair. I'm checking this out for the hair. I have to see the hair now. Yeah, you should. You should. It was a good movie. It wasn't mind-blowing. It wasn't as deep as Up or Wally or maybe some of the other Pixar movies. But it was still enjoyable. Billy Connolly was amazing in it. He was by far the best character. He played the, the girl's dad. He was awesome. And the interesting thing about this movie was that you, from the trailers and stuff like that and clips and all that, they don't tell you what the movie is about. No. Like, you don't, you don't know what the movie... Unless, of course, I'm sure you, by now you can read reviews that reveal it or whatever, but yeah. I went into it and I had no idea what the movie was about. So... It definitely, in like the second act, takes kind of a turn, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, so this is 
this is what it's about. And there were some touching moments to it, and it's a solid recommendation for me. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. So. Nice. Let's talk about Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Mm, Do we have to? This is another big disappointment, I think, for both of us. Huge. And I I feel as though that I should be able to sue them <laughs> for false advertisement. Because this movie was complete opposite of what the fucking trailer showed me. And I hate when they do that shit. I had a feeling it was going to go the route that it did. I, fact- I thought it would too, but I thought it would still at least pepper some humor in there. Not just completely cut the humor off and like, hey... From this point on, there's going to be no comedy whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I would have a hard time saying that Seeking a Friend for the End of the World is even a comedy at this Mm -mm. point. I don't think it's a comedy at all. And it's one of those movies, there's several movies that I can think of that do the same thing, where it's, it's kind of a serious theme. I mean, the end of the world is pretty serious. And they wanted to make a comedy out of it, but... Halfway through, the comedy stops, and it's nothing but mm-hmm. serious for the last <laughs> half hour of the movie. Uh, yeah, it just seems as though they're making the movie, they want to make it a comedy, and they're like, well, let's just let's put all the comedy at the beginning. That way we you know, get people you know, sort of amped up for it, get them in the mood, just you know, some comic stuff here and there. And then we'll just stop it and start, like, the actual movie. Which I think that it's, it's misleading. I think that you, if they're going to do that, they need to spread it out more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mix in the seriousness with the comedy in the beginning. And then that way, for the second half, you can mix in the comedy with the seriousness. You know? Yeah. Like, have it be an equal blend. Yeah. Because, I mean, there was some really funny stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Where I was like, all right, this is going to be dark and it's going to be funny. And then at some point in the movie, it's like the director came in and was like, no, no, it's not. It's going to be a romantic movie that's over the top sap fest. (laughs) So buckle your seatbelts for the unentertaining ride that you're about. And it's funny because the the sappiness really bothered you and and i saw Uh, my girlfriend and the sappiness really bothered her too it didn't that didn't bother me too much about the movie i just i felt like and the weird thing is 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 i'm a romantic and there was just way too much sap it's like are you kidding me but i mean it's easy for them to fall in love i mean they don't have to spend any time together it's like 12 days of course you're gonna have an amazing relationship in 12 days and then the world ends. I, saw, I read another review for this movie. I, I can't remember where I read it, but they said it would would have been a, worked. It would have worked better if it was exactly what the title says: seeking a friend, not seeking a girlfriend or seeking a, a lover or you know seeking a soulmate. Yeah, or, it just cut the love story out of it completely. He can still be on his journey to meet the girl or whatever. But that's, I think that's, it would have worked better if it was just, I'm just well, seeking somebody. Just And then not. even, like, when they started their journey, like, you know, a couple scenes into the start of their journey, I was, 
automatically I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, they're going to fall in love. He's not going to want to see his high school sweetheart. Yeah. And which, yeah, I, I would imagine the end of the world would probably do that to a lot of people. You would automatically try and, you know, connect with someone. But at the same time, they don't have to deal with anything. You know what I mean? It's 12 days. Of course they're going to be madly in love with each other. It's yeah. like uh, what what happened in uh, Take This Waltz. You don't get to see that part where it ends up becoming... Because based on Steve Carell's character, holy shit, he looked boring as shit. <laughs> Can you imagine being with that guy? <laughs> An insurance salesman that like did absolutely nothing ever? Yeah. I think that that's the biggest downfall of the movie is that it, it ramps up at the beginning and you're like, oh man, this is hilarious to see what people would do if they only had like 20 days left or whatever it was. And yeah. it's like, that's what would happen. That's, that's what would happen. And it, it was, I could have just enjoyed uh, like a road trip movie of them just going to this place cut the girlfriend thing out of it completely and just have him be taking her to the plane. Yeah. You know, like, and just have them encounter all these weird, interesting things on their way. And I think that that would have worked a lot better because the beginning of the movie was, I thought was hilarious. The the whole party scene (laughs) with Rob Rob Corddry. I thought that that was so funny. Like the heroine and, all that stuff was just hilarious because it makes you think about what you would do in that situation. Like, you know what? I might do heroin. <laughs> if what? I only had a couple days left on this planet, maybe I would. Which it brings me to something else is that like, of course we've seen a lot of these movies recently, the whole end of the world apocalypse, everything like that. But what I would like to see is a movie sort of in this vein but half the world not end and then the people have to deal with all the things that they did yeah the fallout of yeah all their terrible decisions i actually thought that that's how this movie was gonna go like i thought that that's how it was gonna be but it didn't turn out that way but which there was a part of me that was happy that it didn't turn out that way but i was completely unhappy about how it did turn out but I do have to say that the ending was better, like uh, we talked about before. Of It was a lot better than 444 Last Day on Earth. I mean, it was sort of the same thing with them laying in bed and sort of just talking to each other. But it, it was a lot better than the way 444 ended. That might be a spoiler. Maybe. I think it's definitely a spoiler. We'll it's it definitely it's, but I'm, We're going to say anyways, don't go see the damn movie. It's a disappointment. Yeah. I I mean, I, it's not a recommendation for me. So. Yeah, and I'm having a really t- hard time. Well, when I first, after I first saw it, I was like, ah, oh, it was disappointing. But before we started recording here, I was I'm writing the review now, and the more the more that I think about it, and the more that I'm writing the review, I was like, this movie sucked. I hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. You know, I I would probably give it a four and a half or a five. Okay. Probably. That would probably be my spoiler alert. That's where I'm headed. <laughs> Which is going to be out before you hear this anyway. So, Yeah. So, uh, Let's move on. So that's a pass for both of us for Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. It's I a would disappointing go, 
movie. Go see the first like half hour and then just leave. Yeah, go see in, until they get to the. <laughs> go see the movie until they leave the restaurant. Yes, when until they, they leave they, the restaurant, fr- leave the theater. Yeah, when they leave Frenzies, <laughs> just head out, head out the door. You'll be good. You didn't miss anything. Come back in for the little scene when they're driving and see the ladies at the yard sale. <laughs> oh, okay, let's uh, do our predictions. This is uh, this was a good week for me. Damn it! I won all of them this week. Oh, you son of a bitch! We have Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I said seventy-five. You said seventy-eight. Actual thirty-eight. <laughs> Are you serious? It was that bad. Yeah. These are these wow. are Rotten Tomatoes scores. Wow. Brave, I said 70. You said 64. Actual 74. Oh. Seeking oh. a friend for the end of the world, I said 65. You said 77. Actual 55. Can I go back and give it like a rating of 7? <laughs> I want to guess a 7. And then we have To Rome With Love, which didn't open down here. That was actually just select cities. I think it's going to get a wide release later, or maybe they're doing a Moonrise Kingdom thing. But Yeah, it's going to be open in Charles soon. I don't know how soon. I said 60, you said 63, actual 54. Oh. Yeah, it's a, looks like that's going to be a disappointment, too. You swept. So let's... Go over what's coming out. This week we have Beasts of the Southern Wild. I think this currently has a score because it's been playing around. I know that it played down here in Miami. I just didn't get a chance to go see it. Uh, I am I think it currently has like a 94 or something like that. So I'm going to say like 93. Mm, I'm going to say 95. Okay. Going with, going with the upper half there. Yeah. Then we have Ted. This is the Seth MacFarlane, Mark Wahlberg. Which I have to see if Ryan would like to go see that. He's going to see it with his family. Oh. Yeah, which is really odd. He's like, I sort of want to go. I think I want to latch onto that group. Yeah, he's like, I'm going with my grandma and my grandpa and my mom to see it. Are you serious? I was like, really? I want to be there for that. Oh, I'm going to see what, if what I can think, go. What do you think about this one? Ted. Uh, I'm going to say like a 57. You know, my original thought before the summer started was this movie is going to be awesome. Like all these movies are going to be great. But now I'm not so sure. So I'm going to say 60. Okay. I don't know. Magic Mike. What do you think about this one? 66. I have confidence in Soderbergh. I'm gonna say seventy. Ooh. I have con- I'm actually gonna go see it. Like when my girlfriend, like in a, we were at the theater. We were walking by the poster in a in a joking way. She's like, "Oh, I know you're gonna be going to see that." And I was like, "Yeah, actually, I am." <laughs> because I don't care. Yeah, sure, it's about male strippers and it's with Channing Tatum and Matthew McConaughey. It sounds ridiculous, but. I will yeah, go see. It's Soderbergh. It's Soderbergh. I will go see anything he makes. Soderbergh. Okay, I think that does it for another show. For all the latest film news and reviews, hit us up at filmpulse.net and we want to hear your feedback. Send us an email at feedbackfilmpulse.net or call our yep. voicemail line at 850 391 6071. 
Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate it greatly. For FilmPulse.net, my name is Adam. And I am Kevin. And we will see you Tuesday for DVD and Blu-ray releases. Yeah.